In a stadium rich with tradition, the lights shine the brightest. This is the camp. Now, here's your host, Zach Heilprin, on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yes, welcome in to the camp. No Jesse Temple will be back on Thursday as we uh, break down some, some more practices. If you missed it, we did a show right after uh, practice on Saturday. A lot of really good, impressive plays coming from the offensive side of the ball, especially in the passing game. So if you haven't checked that out, certainly go back and listen to it. Going to be talking with the recruiting guys, Pat Lambert and Max Steinecker coming up here in a little bit. My conversation with them from uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, I know that Jesse did his story and it was really good. And luckily, I was able to read that story before I went in and uh, asked some of those questions last week. So that was good for me. So uh, about you know about a twenty minute conversation with those guys. Um, really fascinating way that they've uh, changed things up there, and uh, certainly not just them alone. Um, planning to chat with uh, some of the other members of the recruiting department, including Casey Robach, who has obviously a significant. Uh, history at Wisconsin, being a player and now being back in his role and, and, and what he's doing and, and how important it is what he is doing. And speaking of Casey Robach, speaking of offensive linemen, Wisconsin gets their their latest commitment in the class of 2024. Derek Jensen, the offensive lineman out of Arrowhead in Heartland, uh, a big boy, 6'6", 285. He's ranked as the fifth best player in the state, according to the 24-7 composite. He's the 33rd ranked offensive tackle in the country. He had offers from half the Big Ten and then certainly uh, uh, several more offers from outside of the Big Ten footprint, too. A really good player from a really good program at Arrowhead. So he chooses Wisconsin. He's the, as I mentioned, the, the fourth guy in the class of 2024. Robert Booker, the uh, tight end from Wanakee, and um, the tight end Grant Steck out of Illinois, and then obviously the quarterback, Mabry Metower from uh, Texas, the the four-star quarterback, the the prize of the class at this point. But uh, as I said, the, fi- the fifth-ranked guy in the state, Derek Jensen, that, that's according to 24-7. The fourth-ranked guy is Robert Booker. The top three, Wisconsin, still very hot after. Uh, Donovan Harbor, the offensive tackle out of uh, Catholic Memorial. And then you have the another offensive tackle, Nathan Roy, out of uh, McQuanago. And then Corey Smith, the very talented four-star running back, out of uh, Catholic Memorial as well. Those top five are guys that Wisconsin is obviously after and after very hot. And, you know, we'll see if if they're able to do it. This is a, I mean, this 2024 class in the state is very talented and has a lot of guys that are going to get D1 offers. I mean, you already look at obviously the, the top five with Harbor, Roy, Smith, Booker, and Jensen. And then you just go on down. I mean, uh, Garrett Sexton has Power 5 offers. And Landon Gouther has Wisconsin offer. Uh, he's the eighth-ranked guy. Jace Gilbert has already committed to Iowa State. Um, Sam Piloff uh, at Middleton, he, he has Power 5 offers. And I know uh, there's been a little bit of a hiccup in his recruitment, but uh, certainly the talent you would think is there, uh, even though didn't have the greatest junior year at Middleton. Uh, Terrence Shelton, the running back out of Franklin, uh, has offers from Nebraska and from uh, Buffalo and from Boston College. That's the top 11. All of them, all of them, including uh, Miles Silas out of uh, out of Hortonville, have Power 5 offers, 11 guys. The only one from last year's class that ended up at a uh, Big Ten school was Nate White. Uh, and the only other one that ended up at a Power 5 school was Evan Herman, who uh, ended up going to 
Vanderbilt. So the rest were, you know, Mac players and, uh, you know, some of the schools out West. But this 2024 class is loaded. And Derek Jensen obviously was a guy that they wanted. They offered, uh, I believe, in January, a little bit later than they offered some of the other uh, offensive linemen. But um, certainly a guy that th- this new staff liked, wanted, and uh, ended up getting yesterday when he made his commitment. So uh, Wisconsin, again, four commitments. The, uh, the the latest I looked at, their, their class is ranked 27th in the country, according to the composite. Um, so right on the cusp of a, 20, uh, a top 25 class. And, uh, you know, a lot of big prospects still out there for them, obviously, especially here in the state. So, all right, let's get into uh, the interview with the recruiting guys, Max Steinecker and Pat Lambert. Had a good time with them. And uh, here they are. All right, welcome back in to the camp. Joined now by a couple special guests. It is Pat Lambert, the Director of Recruiting, and Max Steinecker, the Director of Player Personnel. Guys, thanks for joining. Happy to be here. Fired up. Fired up. <laughs> Especially, I don't see Jesse. Yeah, no Jesse. Uh. <laughs> no Jesse. That, that's the reason most people listen, so it's, so, it's, so it's good that you guys are here to kind of take the pressure off. But uh, the first thing I wanted to know is you guys are both Cincinnati guys. You both went to Cincinnati. I saw your uh, inter- the, the interception. I went back and looked at some film, uh, Pat. Well, I'm glad you, played, you found it because no one else can. You played, so you played awesome. safety. You played safety. <laughs> I, I was, I was, so I was doing some research last night, was looking through, was looking through some videos, and uh, I found it. Uh, the... Uh, it wasn't great resolution, as you would imagine. No, I don't think I was doing the right thing either. I think I carried the vertical when I was supposed to have hook curls. So, but you were uh, you were all hey, over him. You were all way over. to make plays, baby. That was uh, was that Fresno? Or was it against Fresno State? Fresno State. State. Fresno State. Out the gate. Yep. So, yeah, yep. So, uh, so I saw that. That's great. <laughs> I wasn't work. expected that one. Yeah. Uh, so, but and obviously, Max, you played in high school, um, but. When you had the opportunity to come to Wisconsin, was it a no-brainer? I mean, you guys are Cincinnati guys. Was it a no-brainer to come with uh, Coach Fickle? Uh, Yes. Okay. All right. (laughs) It was, we're Cincinnati guys, but also we're Luke Fickle guys. Okay. And uh, really, Coach Fickle didn't even ask us. He said, we're going to to Wisconsin. We said, yeah, we are. That's how I remember it, too. So, (laughs) but, yeah. Um, So, when you get that, what's your first thought? When he when he says that we're going to we're going to Wisconsin because you guys did it at a really high level at Cincinnati, uh, you know top recruiting classes in the conference and all that was it like kind of like a bit of a challenge like can we take that from the AAC which is a, is a good conference and move it into a, a, the Big Ten and can we have that type of success here? Well, I think first right when speaking of what you just brought up, uh, we immediately went to the commits and uh, start seeing their classes and stuff like that. So obviously there was some competitive competitiveness to make sure that uh, we were ready to rock and roll when we stepped foot in Madison. So. Because, I mean, the, the classes that – I mean, you guys at Cincinnati had a better class than – and I don't know the rankings are what they are, and I don't know how much you guys look at that type of stuff, like the national rankings and the recruiting services. But your classes at Cincinnati were better than the ones that, that were here. That is like, well, if we're doing this at Cincinnati and they're not necessarily doing this at Wisconsin, did you have any concerns that you weren't, that you weren't going to be able to do exactly what you wanted to do here, Max? No, I, I, I wouldn't say concerns. Um, We've watched, I know Coach Fickle's watched from afar, we've watched Wisconsin football from afar, and we know the type of league the Big Ten is, and the history and the tradition, the league, um, the NFL pipeline, the school, all that stuff, we know the the resources are here to be able to compete with, with anyone. 
So when you guys came in, though, there was a, there was a staff over here, and I know very complimentary of the work that they put in to put this 2023 class together and keep it together, whether it was Mickey Turner or some of the other guys that were that were here. How did that mesh happen for you guys in that moment? I think immediately we, we had a common goal that we had three or so weeks to finalize a class. So that's where we immediately started working together. Uh, there was zero egos. I mean, we found ways and obviously coming from Cincinnati uh, we never knew the facility we didn't we never been to campus we never knew the city so uh, it was huge to have them as a resource you know to to help us achieve what we needed to get done we couldn't be more grateful and appreciative of Mickey Turner yeah and the way he kind of handled the transition and how great he was with helping us close that class but also people like Casey Robach who was on staff um, and Molly, Molly Rottenhouse, um, just the whole group was able to um, kind of take the situation and be extremely professional about it. And, and like Pat said, understand we're all working for Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Not, not personal reasons, but right to be a, to be a Badger, right? Like that's that's what it's about. And, and Mickey Turner, through and through, Badger through and through. I mean, he's 100. He, he, yeah, he was. Uh, awesome when he was here um so big picture question for you guys um i understand that you guys are each gm of different position groups and then casey's kind of a gm as well in terms of breaking down who we're who you're going to recruit and who you're not how do you break it down because there's thousands thousands of kids how do you get it from thousands of kids down to you know the the not the dozens but maybe the hundred or so that you guys end up offering well, I think first off, uh, we wanted to grow kind of an internship program because what we had at Cincinnati, uh, we had some scouting interns that okay. we coached up and teach um, exactly kind of what we're looking for. And uh, they do a good job and uh, first level getting eyes on guys. And then we scour those guys that are whether yes or no, guys that can play Division One college football or can't. And then we kind of go in and uh, – put our grades and evaluations on guys and then we help uh, those position coaches um, with watch list and making sure that they're diligent and and getting a lot of eyes on guys too so uh, we assist with that um, in uh, day to day and uh, kind of lead to the point where I have DBs yeah. safeties and corners and receivers uh, Max has all big skill you know and then Casey Robback the uh the all all American he was at O line, he has the bigs. So, yeah, um, that's kind of how it's delegated out. Casey was such a valuable resource for us because we knew immediately when you think of Wisconsin football, you think of the best offensive lineman in the country. And coming here, it was a bit daunting. Of okay, we got the hand pick litter of you got to go recruit the best offensive lineman in the country. And having him as a resource to be able to play off of him and understand what an, a Wisconsin offensive lineman looks like uh, has been very, very, very valuable to us. So we're very appreciative of, of him and his skill set. And, and he's been it, right? He's been the All-American. So he gets it. And really, we're the GM of each one of those positions. So we are at the right hand of those position coaches, making sure that we're on top of everything and nothing really falls through the cracks. Yeah. I think uh, in the past, uh, from what I know, is that the recruiting staff, at least previously, sometimes hadn't always been up in the faces of coaches. Your guys' office is essentially right next to 
Coach Fix, right? Yeah. It's so, like in the middle. It's in the middle of everything. How important was it? Was that him? Was that you guys? Was that just you know? Because how yeah, life recruiting? I mean, we were just him, him right? nudge nudged a little bit. Okay. We saw the space and, and thought that that could be beneficial. Just the way Max and I operate, having two desks there. I mean, and being you know three steps away, Coach Fickle. I mean, we can get guys on with him at a different level than we ever have before at Cincinnati. So that's something that immediately helps us. No matter what office it was, (laughs) we knew it couldn't be an individual office. Yeah. Because everything we do is working with each other, spitting things off of each other. And a lot of the creative part, it comes from the 1,000 bad ideas we have um, that ultimately leads to I don't know if there are that many bad ideas. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys, do you guys have a whiteboard in there that you that you write down those yeah, we ideas? Have, we have three. So we have one main one and then uh, one at each one of our desks. Okay. Um, All right. And then you also, my understanding is you have like a board of your, your current targets, right? Yeah. Like the ones that you're hot on and then, you know. Below I, the line, above the line. Sure. Guys that we need to get to campus. Just it's a visual, you know. So you can see exactly where we're at. How often, how often does that move? Does it move pretty frequently? Mine's, Is it every day? Mine's daily. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, just communication with a kid, and uh, you wrote like I don't feel as good after that phone call. <laughs> Maybe slide him down a little bit from a guy that I'm fired up about at the moment, and, and I think you know, I know yeah. it fits kind of the mold of it's what fluid. we're looking for. Yeah, it's fluid. <laughs> yeah. So recruiting is all about obviously relationship r- relationships. Have you guys always been really, really good at the ability to to build relationships with guys that you're doing it over the phone or you're doing it over social media or you're doing it not face-to-face? How have you guys become that good? Because I think there's a lot of people that's not comfortable for, right? Yeah. I think our ages, I mean, obviously – a little different than each other. Let's not hit on that piece, but um, just I wasn't going to mention that. I was, like, I was going to mention that. that. You actually brought it up this time. I, I told myself I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to mention that. I know, I know it's been mentioned in some other pieces that, I, that I've read, so I, so I personally wasn't going to well, mention good. it as the I, I oldest guy in the room. That. I wasn't going to mention it. All right, go ahead, man. Well, I think what makes Pat and I unique um, is you we, got, you know, the kids were recruiting. A lot of them have 10, 20, 30-plus offers. So they've got 10, 20, 30-plus schools reaching out with a lot of times two, three, four coaches at each one of those schools. Um, getting on the phone with them, getting them to campus that, that they meet. And I think we've had some success being a, a memorable yeah. just because of our energy, our passion, um, not only to the kid, you know, their lives, but also – to this place and to coach fickle and i think they can they can feel that passion and it makes for a memorable experience um so we start developing a little bit of a unique relationship compared to what a position coach uh, might have and a lot of times there these kids you know when we get close enough with them will tell us stuff that they might not necessarily tell a position coach because it, it's a little bit different of of that type of relationship that makes sense yeah no that, that makes perfect sense i I feel like in college football and, and probably in life, there's there's a lot of people that are not usually always genuine with in trying to build those relationships, right? Like, um, not every coach and every program treats it the same way. You guys seem genuine. How do you border, you know, that excitement and and being genuine at the same time? Because it, some people 
me personally, I look at Minnesota. I'm not asking you to comment on it, but when I look at that, when I look at that program, I look at the head coach. I don't feel it's always genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys keep it genuine? Uh, I think it's just the creativity okay. of uh, <laughs> some of the things we do. Maybe a little unorthodox, but I think it really, like what Max said, is makes them remem- memorable and being able to relate, you know, at a different level uh, with these kids. Um, and finding what's important to them and, you know, maybe from that, finding a decision maker, whether it be mom, dad, coach, really, and really that being able to assist the position coach or, or coach fickle on some nuggets that can, uh, really put us over the edge, you know? So that's a really good question. You know, I never sat down and thought about it, but I I think part of it has to do with, it is real passion and we care, Mm -hmm. we care about the kids here. about the kids we bring in and um, I think naturally it's just authentic because we want to succeed we want this to to and and also I think it's uh, being able to find out the right fit you know for this program because not every kid fits this program so really in us doing our due diligence and finding out a little bit more of their makeup um, can help us you know decipher and not waste time on kids that really at the end of the day won't fit us right you know so i think that kind of comes to play as well uh, which is a good nugget to have for position coaches and coordinators and, and coach fickle what's been the buy-in from the assistant coaches um because obviously a lot of them have worked with coach fickle before so they know kind of his style and, and what's important to him but what's been the what's been the buy-in from maybe some of the new guys that that haven't necessarily worked with him here prior or that you guys haven't worked with prior i mean obviously you have experience with with coach brown and and coach struggs scruggs and some other of these of these guys recruiting wise but what's been the buying them like i think coach fickle's vision at the end of the day um and the structure of you know day-to-day um things that go on in the program i think everybody has to buy into that i think like you said everybody's done a great job and, and uh and uh, understanding like the steps that need that are needed to take place for us to take that next step, take that next level level in each phase of a season, whether it be spring ball, summer, or you know, into the fall. So, I know you guys don't work in negativity, so I apologize. For this, <laughs> yeah, for, I mean, for I, this question, for this question, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, you guys yeah. are as positive as they come, so I, I apologize for asking this question to begin with. But mm-hmm. there's a perception out there, that, at least in the past, that Wisconsin, you know, can't recruit elite players, um, that it has to rely on getting a few really good players and then getting some other guys and building them up and developing them. What is your guys' take on that? And do you think that's a wrong perception to have about Wisconsin? I assume you do. I do. I, yeah, okay. I think we both well, do. Yeah. Um, and we've been asked kind yeah. of this question in, in, in a different way. But really, um, you know, we don't love looking at the rankings, the stars. Actually, the recruiting software we use does not include offers. Whereas every other recruiting software around the country has offers on there. So that way, when you pull up a kid, you see who's offered them. We specifically chose the one without offers. So when we evaluate kids, we have no idea. And we would prefer that way um, because we want authentic and real evaluations. And that's not to knock any rating system, but that's just at the end of the day, we might think a player fits what we want to do. Uh, both on the field and kind of in our culture and our locker room better than what maybe a recruiting site will say. So uh, I think that's a little bit of a misconception of I think Wisconsin's recruited some really, really good players, yeah. some really, really good players, and they've done a great job developing. There's no doubt about it. 
Um, but to be able to recruit high, high-end kids, regardless of what the rankings say, we're going we're gonna to have a class that we sign um, here in December that we're extremely proud of and that Badger Nation's going to be extremely proud of, uh, and then that can produce some, some talented players. Yeah, I think that's a great point, but I think Coach Fickle's competitiveness and uh, our competitiveness, we want to continue to strike at some of those guys, you know, and, uh, and uh, continue to build relationships and get, you know, get those guys you know to buy into the vision of what we're trying to do you know i got uh, a couple more for you the, how far out are you recruiting guys right now like what's 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 the young how what's the youngest guy you're looking at right now well ncaa regulation so we we can't you know communicate with 25s Communi- and 26s communi- right communicate yes but look at and, and oh yeah we're, we're watching 25s and 26s right now okay um in our blueprints and uh, guys that, you know, our interns give us, you know, so right now 25 to 26s. How are you building up that intern program? Um, is it like, do you have people applying? Do you have like a message out there saying, hey, we're looking for guys that want to come and look at film for <laughs> hours yeah. on end and finding guys to help our program? Yeah. So we actually posted something off the main um, account okay. on Twitter. And we got a lot of good responses, a lot of good people to come in. But um, it's an exciting time around the program. So there was uh, a lot, a lot of, of people uh, <laughs> that we had to kind of to filter through, filter make sure through. we were getting the right ones. Because yeah. we don't, you know, just want something that somebody can throw on their resume and say, well, that was a cool experience or someone that could come to practice. And we want people want to work in college football. Um, so there's kind of a um, vetting process of making sure that those are the right type of kids and students and interns and volunteers that we brought in a good group and looking to continue to grow it because uh, that's important to us like at Cincinnati we didn't have as many resources so we were able to build that up and uh, we actually have four kids who I think are going to go on and all work in college football which is really awesome because so. at these visits and unofficial kids on campus you need an army yeah. to, to help us get what done to right. get things done that needs to get done so uh, that's one area that we feel like we we want to improve and enhance. So that's All right. Good. Uh, the other question was uh, the transfer portal. Do you guys have a role? Like, what's your role in dealing with the transfer portal, and how has that changed your job just in the last few years? I mean, it's ever changing. Yeah. You know, there's but. a certain matrix that that we kind of follow. Uh, we want to make sure we do a good job of bringing in kids who who fit this room. Right. Um, but we're a developmental program. We want to take high school kids and be able to develop them. Um, to our best of capabilities, we've you know one of our strengths is development, right? We've got an awesome coaching staff with an awesome head coach. Um, especially, you said it. A lot of them came from Cincinnati, right? You go look at the development there, and uh, the nine guys who got drafted in 2021, and a couple more that'll get drafted here in 2022. A lot of them weren't highly rated recruits, right? Actually, almost none of them. Yeah. Right. So, um, be able to look at their development. Not that it's about ratings, but um, that's where we really thrive, and that's where Coach Fickle thrives, I think. We also want to keep the culture, you know, intact. So that's an area that's why we want to make sure we take the, the right ones if we do have to feel like we need to to do that. So making sure we, we vet and, and choose the right ones. Well, you found Sauce Gardner, right? Uh, no. It, no? No. I was – I was at a camp. I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not I, I read no. the story. I read yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. You, you, but I, I did get eyes on him you at a uh, okay. satellite camp. So, right. Yeah. On that back then, right? <laughs> yes. Or was, was he calling himself Sauce back then? Uh, he did still call himself Sauce. Okay. Um, Coach Fickle 
did not did like not that. when we brought his name back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but oh, now wow. we we're good with calling him Sauce. But yeah, just yeah, but uh, just one more thing on the portal. Like yeah. how I know you don't I know you don't want to use it, right? Um, you want to have a development program, but but there are going to be holes in recruiting classes. Whether guys transfer out uh, or if they just it just doesn't work. So there's going to be holes there that you have to fill at times. How do you go about that process in trying to find guys that are a fit uh, for you? Is it is it you guys looking through things, or do you have somebody else handling that aspect of this? Yeah, we'll have uh, our scouting staff. Okay, we'll be able to filter through a lot of the players that either that enter the portal, um, but also we're looking for a connection. A lot of times, it's a kid we might have recruited sure. out of high school that we know, we know the family, um, and have a better understanding of maybe why they're in the portal. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looked and it certainly played out with those thirteen kids that you're able to bring in. I mean, the quarterbacks alone with, with Phil's connection to, to some of them. And, and understanding the system of what we're trying to do um, also plays an effect, too. I lied. And I got one more question. Um, the, the, the system, and when you're looking for guys, do you talk with Phil and do you talk with Luke and do you talk with all the assistant coaches? Do they tell you the type of kid that they're looking for? Or do you guys just know because you've worked with them for so long, you kind of know what, what it is? Type of kid, personality-wise, we've been very fortunate to have so much experience with Coach Fickle and understand that I think an advantage we have is the alignment of what Coach Fickle's vision is and be able to understand the type of kid that has success in this program. It's hard, right? And, and a big pillar of our toughness or our program is toughness, right? And that's physical, emotional, mental toughness, right? So they coach it, they teach it, they train it in the classroom, in the weight room, on the football field, wherever it is. But we want to do a really good job of recruiting it. And toughness is one of those, not every pillar, but that's one of those big pillars as far as kids go that uh, we're definitely looking for. Does the change in system, though, affect how you look for wide receivers or whether you, how you look for some of the more bigger skill guys? Does I mean, it change? It does. It okay. play, plays an effect. We, we want to get twitchy athletics, you know, guys that can run, you know, to stretch the, the field vertically. But, you know, at the A great end. example is the outside linebacker position. Yeah, it's something at Cincinnati we didn't necessarily have. Right, right. We have a dollar, and then they're out. Wisconsin's outside linebackers. It's a little bit different of a skill set, um, in which we're finding out here in spring ball of how that's really going to look, and it's ever fluid of what exactly we're looking for in the skill set. Uh, but a lot of those skill sets travel. Do they? Okay. All right, guys. Hey, I really appreciate your time. I know you guys are busy as heck uh, all the time, but do appreciate your time. Awesome. Appreciate you having us. Thank you. Thanks for having us us on. We're fired up to be here. All right. Thanks, guys. Let's go. All right. There they were. Pat Lambert and Max Doniker, the guys that have uh, led a significant change within the uh, department, uh, the recruiting department that – Again, I know everybody else has already talked to those guys, but I thought it was good to hear actually hear from them. I don't know that we've uh, I don't know that uh, I've I've heard from them before. Certainly, plenty of articles, but uh, good to actually hear from them, meet them, and uh, get their take on on what's going on. You can tell. I mean, they are in an energetic bunch. We saw them on Saturday. Max was running all over the place. I saw him run up the stairs. He was down in the field with players. He ran up the stairs to where we were sitting uh, or where we were standing ran down the hallway, grabbed some waters, ran back down the hallway, down the stairs, get it out to the guys. I mean, that's uh, it's it's not fake hustle. So um, it is, you, you can tell 
they are passionate about it and they're excited about it. And uh, I think it's certainly resulting in uh, some success at this point uh, on the recruiting trail and certainly did in the, in the transfer portal as well. And, and getting some of those those guys late in the cycle too. a guy like Jonas Taclona um, came up here for a visit and Max was on a plane with Colin Hitchler back down there to try and you know finish the deal in December. So Interesting guys, interesting guys and uh, fun guys uh, to talk with and uh, had a really good time at that. So that is going to do it for today's show. Going to be back uh, tomorrow and breaking down practice number five of spring. Looking forward to it. Until then, you've been listening to The Camp.